Now tuning in to Earbud Media, audio for everyone. One of these times I'm just going to bring like a live studio audience sound to the space. And when you say that, like you always do of like, and I'm recording, um, I'm just going to bring that sound live from Saturday Night Live. (laughs) Oh Christ, no. Into the twilight. And we're here. I'll be the uh, saxophone guy who's been there for like 20 years. (laughs) Yeah. Locked in just a cage in the basement. Yeah. That's me. Of Rockefeller Center. (laughs) (laughs) Playing the same little do-do-do's, you know? Yes. I know. Believe me. Hey. I know um, that brass instruments are incredibly difficult just based Mm. on I see the amount of, like, spit that that it takes. Um, Yeah. But in my heart, I think I could do it. Like, I think I could just stand there and, like, vibe. Honestly, yeah, just wing it. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Like, I could do it for one <laughs> night. It's just a three-hour show. I Yeah, I would pay so much money to see that. <laughs> <laughs> you just improv the saxophone. Absolutely. Like, most of the time when I look at the brass in that SNL, when I do watch it at this point, because, yeah, you know, right. like, it's just not funny. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, um, sure. but when I do, they're always just, like, just, like, vibing with the camera, just, like, gently being like, yes, I support you. Yeah. I love this. Yeah. It honestly, can't be that hard. You should just try it. Yeah. <laughs> just show up <laughs> with a saxophone. Or right. just take the other dudes and be like, hey, you know what? Give me a shot. Hey, bud. I got Give this. chance. Yeah. Because you clean all the spit out of it, though. Like, like, we don't know each other. Yeah. No. Like, buy me dinner first. And I think that everyone should operate and should start their Mondays with the confidence that you could just walk onto the SNL set and just <laughs> fucking... grab a saxophone and vibe. Absolutely. Unquestioned. Live it. Believe it. Do it. Live, laugh, laugh it. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Anyways, Hello. Hi, welcome, welcome to the show. Welcome to the space. We're here. We start our set in five minutes. Right, so everyone gather around. We're going to do our huddle in a couple minutes. I mean, let's be honest, our huddle is what we say at the end of every show. So, yeah. you know what? I can't say it because if we say it, then the show will end. And like, that's it's only yeah, been that's five right. minutes. So, Honestly, <laughs> is trained. Our microphones are trained that if we ever utter those words that we say at the end of the podcast, it does just stop recording. I mean, it's true. And just self-combust. We have to buy new microphones every week. It's very cost-effective. It is. Our budget, you know, like, we can't say this directly to our patrons, so I am sorry that we have to finally be honest with you. It, and it's weird because I did just release, like, our expenses Actual for the year. Budget, um, yeah. But a big part of that is also that we do replace our mics. Yes. Um, <laughs> after we say our, our ritualistic goodbye to them at yes. the end. Cody, how are you? Uh, Same. <laughs> yeah. I'm here. Which I'm, is and I'm glad. Thank you. Um, likewise. <laughs> um, it's been a rough week. Um, but in times of, of not greatness, you know, what are some happy, fun 
things. And yes. I, you know, inspired by you bringing up I Think You Should Leave a couple weeks ago. Oh, yeah. Uh, and me having since watched that um, the whole season. It's so fucking good. I realized that all of the Detroiters are on streaming now for the first time. Oh, my God. Ever, basically. That's not like you have to buy it, you know? And that show is so fucking good. If you are unfamiliar, it is Tim Robinson, our boy. My son. And Sam Richardson, my other boy. Like, working at a shitty-ass ad agency making shitty commercials in Detroit. And it's so fucking funny. You can see all the little, the seeds that would later turn into things like I think you should leave. Right. But it's just them in more of like a workplace comedy situation. And it's incredible. So good. I love that. And I've never seen season two before because I only watched the first season because my partner had bought it on Amazon or whatever. (laughs) Um, But now it's streaming and now we're watching it. And it's great. Hell yeah. Very good. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. We need comedies. In, in these times. times. <laughs> <laughs> and also, it does something, too, that's also similar in I Think You Should Leave, where they both understand the power of a short, but also very powerful, like, musical intro. You know? Yes. With, like, the, the graphics, and, like, it's also colorful in both Ugh. shows, and, like, a, just a quick little, a quick little, ooh, that's like a fun little jingle, you know? Right. And I'm like, yes, exactly. I like this. This is good. Hell yeah. Hell God, yeah. and this, the fucking music on I Think You Should Leave is so uh, good, too. It goes Fuck. so fucking hard for no reason. Yeah. It. God bless. I yeah. love that. I love that so much. There's yeah. no reason why he is so funny. It's honestly unfair. <laughs> it's rude and disrespectful. <laughs> My dream of someone who was, like, literally not in the Twilight <laughs> space yeah. at all would... He right. would be a fucking dream guest. Absolutely. We'd have a great time, first of all. We'd all oh, my it. God. Just, he can hang. A hundred percent. One, I think that he's a hilarious being. The guests that he pulls on that show, unreal. Yeah, fully wild. And genuinely would love to know what he thinks about Twilight. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. So curious. Yeah. I love that show. I'm so glad that you brought it up um, because the Detroiters is wild. Yeah. It's so good. Yes. That is fantastic. Yeah. How are you, my friend? Oh, um, I think that we are dealing with a similar heat wave yes. as the Midwest right now because um, yeah. August is, you know, the fucking worst. The pits. It's so just, bad. <laughs> it's just, so bad. Um, you know, it's just great. It's, uh, it. I hate it. You know, glad that we're making it through another month. It's just, like, so good. Um, my happy thing is someone on Twitter, specifically named Tori Fox, reminded me of a crush yes. that I've had for most of my life. Right. Tori, who's at the Mandatorian, nice, Tori, thank you, (laughs) thankfully reminded me of a crush that I've had for over 15 years now, long time that I've had this, and I feel like this is not the first time that I've mentioned Sky High on the show, which is fine, that's (laughs) who I am. (laughs) Great flick. It's it's fine, Um, but Tori was brave enough to share with Twitter, um, about one of my favorite fictional characters who is War and Peace. 
from <sighs> Sky High. Absolute hottie. Just, okay. But honestly, like, I should have known by this time in my life that I had a type. I should have known yeah. <laughs> when I saw... <laughs> I should have known when I saw Taylor Lautner first in my life. Yeah. Um, when I was Shark Boy and Lava Girl, I should have known again when I saw him in Cheaper in the Dozen, yeah. too. And then I should have known when I saw his fully formed <laughs> Pokemon version, who's not the same actor, obviously, no. um, but is a an alternate version of him, right? With War and Peace. Oh my God! Yeah. Literally, Taylor Lautner wants to be War and Peace so bad. Literally, so bad. Also, his name is Warren Peace. That's the funniest I thing know. I've ever heard. The The writers on Sky High did so much that as a child I did not recognize, and now I can fully appreciate. Yeah. I only recognized. I had only the the capabilities at that time to look at Warren Peace and be like, damn, that's a hottie. Right. <laughs> it's only afterwards after my sixth grade self watched it at the time that I was able to, my third eye finally <laughs> cracked open and I was able to realize the reason why I loved watching this movie was because the villains in it, yes. villains in big quotes, right. were the hotties yeah. in this movie because of the fact that it wasn't just war and peace. Because the heroes were all nerds. And, They're you know, just fucking nerds. Like pushovers, like whatever. You know, trying to be the good guy. Boo. Boo. Exactly. Where's the flavor? Give me a little dude who can do fire, you know, from his hands or whatever the fuck. You understand me. Yes. <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, so Stephen Street, the guy who played War and Peace, was obviously a hottie. But Gwen Grayson, the other villainous character in this, was... The obvious choice of Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Yep. I love this movie. It is amazing. Yeah. Um, and it was a very appreciated reminder of like, Disney did not need to go as hard no. with this as yeah. they did. And I adore it. Yeah. So thank you. Thank Disney. you for your service. I don't often say that because you are a massive corporation that owns way too much. Yes. Um, but... I do appreciate this movie, so yeah. But you, you know, for that. take the win, you know, when you get it. Yeah, I will. I will give you your dues when you have done the work. So thank you for you know doing that part. Oh, Anyways, yeah. so we have two pieces of current events. Um, one of which, Cody, you know about. The other, I'm I'm saving as a nice little treat. <laughs> so I'll let you share the first one, and then I will I will take over the lead with the second one. Absolutely. We have a piece from CBR. We do. Um, which is essentially making the case that the Twilight Saga and Grease are essentially the same movie. Yeah, so I was a little bit bored last week, so I did end up writing a piece I for CBR. <laughs> this is always manifesto. This is... <laughs> You got a TED Talk, a PowerPoint presentation, <laughs> a book in the I works. got a little bit bored with Photoshop, so right, just, I, yeah, you know, make, just filling out the time somehow. You know what I mean? This art is the most important thing that's ever I <laughs> ever like, existed. This needs to be in a poster. The header image here is just a beautiful Photoshop of Belle and Edward with their little sexy little eye moments, full vamp mode. And then also... <laughs> 
Danny and, and Sandy from Greece in the background, but also so big behind them that it looks like they're just like a weird angel and devil situation going on here. Yes. It's very scary and I don't like it. It is unreal, I guess, what is happening yeah. with this image here. It's not even color corrected to be the same. Like there's so much that's happening yeah. with it, but you know what? It's fine. I will say that the argument that they are making, I see it. Yeah, there's some red strand that I, I get. We got the new kid arc, you know, which is yes. in both. And then <laughs> I think which is like the, the real nail in the coffin here is that they both really have to change themselves in order to be accepted by the other person. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> Not as equal, I suppose, in uh, in Twilight than it is. In- Actually, no, Grease, he doesn't become, no, so it's the same. Just kidding. But like, yeah, similar like, oh, you know, you gotta change your ways and you gotta be this cool new person version of yourself for that sweet love (laughs) right exactly they do say in here as well that there is some like tension with the love situations um which i you know i agree with to an extent Mm -hmm. um you know i would say that in twilight it's far more extreme than it is a little bit higher yeah (laughs) um you know in greece it's a a dance Whereas, um, you know, in the Twilight Saga, it's far more life and death. Yeah, quite literally. Yeah. Um, Same with, you know, the the amount of changing that needs to happen for the love. But I would argue that in both situations, I would say that both Bella and Sandy are like, you know what, fuck it, I'm going to do it for me. So yeah, honestly, that is also fair because Bella was, you know, hankering for that change the whole time. And then Ed was like, get out and you can't yeah no you are you you are too fragile (laughs) and also i think sandy could you could make this a similar argument for sure the one part i would say that greece has that twilight doesn't have um is the flying car weirdly Uh, yeah (laughs) yeah in a turn of events in a fun little switcheroo greece does have the the magical flying car into the uh sunset slash Perhaps heaven, if you believe the conspiracy theories, you know? <laughs> Weirdly, everything else is the same. That's it. When you break it's it down. It's a one-to-one besides that. No, it's, the only, <laughs> it's the only difference. Yeah. I love this. Um, I would like to thank Margaret, I think it's Lockyer. Yeah, um, thank you for your service. For taking time out of your workday to make this and red And for not comparison. being Allie. Wink, you know. Yeah, um, I've yeah I've never heard this name. Before. Never seen them in the same room together. You know. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, the one thing I do think that this is missing is just banger soundtracks. Yeah, seriously, that is a a, a strong point for both. You know. Yeah, um, but yeah, when you break them down, they're basically the same. Yeah, so it's, it's the same movie. So it's the same. <laughs> it's exactly the same. <laughs> Um, the last bit of news that we have here, and I know what you all might be thinking, a little bit of a, a little bit of a twist here, but I promise you it's actually totally related. Trust the process. Um, it's, <laughs> this is from, um, Monroe News, and it's an update about the county fair that they had there. Ooh. So... What I would love for you to do, this is written by Dean Casunio, 
And it's an update about some of the teens that showcased their horses at the county fair. Okay. What I would love for you to do before looking at the text is (laughs) to look specifically at the second photo and the caption on that second photo. Oh, <laughs> oh, should I read this? If you to could the read that out loud, that would be great. Okay. Well, this is a photo of, of, of a, a young girl on her horse, um, and the caption is Grace Brown, 15, of Ottawa Lake, the reserve overall showman of 4 H horses at the fair this week. Don't know what that means. Uh, showed by her Bay Arabian named Bella Swan in the arena. <laughs> this horse's name, Bella Swan. <laughs> I mean, it's a beautiful horse. It's a stunning horse. I cannot, I don't know, I don't know anything about horses, but it looks like a good one, I guess. Um, it does. You know, and it's fucking named Bell's one. <laughs> so later in the article, yeah. um, it does say that Grace, who, as you mentioned, is 15, yeah. um, has been showing, bless her heart, has been showing horses since she was three, which what is the- a really long time. <laughs> So I don't know how is that allowed. Yeah, (laughs) I don't. It seems like exploitation to me, but go off. Yeah, go off, queen. Quote, she's bred to be a saddle seat horse. Mm. Grace said Tuesday, quote, she broke out only six months ago. I don't know what that means. Yeah, but apparently that's impressive. Okay, (laughs) go off, Bella Swan, the horse. Go off, Bella. Good job, Grace. I just love the idea that this literal child yes. has a horse named Bella Swan. That is iconic. Can we alert? How can we alert Stephanie Meyer that her, I don't know. Her great work is inspired. An international horse champion. Yeah, seriously. Ugh, we stand. We have to stand. <laughs> a true horse girl through Absolutely. and through. Yeah, it's what Bella Swan and Stephanie Meyer would have wanted <laughs> from their namesake. We have a backstory, a Twilight backstory. Would you like to read it? Sure, absolutely. This is from KJ, who's right. Yes. I thought I would finally tell y'all my Twilight backstory. My first intro to Twilight was in 2008, when the movie came out, and my brother was going on a date with a girl. But as he was also a middle schooler, my mom chaperoned, and I tagged along since I was only eight. I remember my mom asked the ticket guy if Twilight was scary, because we see nothing <laughs> about it, and thinking about it now was really funny. I immediately fell in love uh, with it and read the books as soon as I possibly could, as did my brother. Me, him, and my mom went to see the movies every year when they came out, and it was the best bonding time. I recently lost my brother in a tragic motorcycle accident, and watching Twilight and listening to your podcast has brought me a lot of comfort. KJ! Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh. First of all, I'm incredibly sorry. That is so tragic. KJ, you're about to make me cry in the club. What yeah, the fuck? That is, I, I hope you are okay and, you know, coping as, as best as you can. KJ, you know what? I'm going to respond to your email and I'm going to get your address. Not because not I'm going to come fight you. <laughs> um, you said that in the most threatening way you possibly could. No, shut up. I'm going to. Don't worry we're about gonna it. I'm going to you... come to your doorstep. <laughs> no, shut up. KJ, we're going to. We're going to send you some. Yeah. You're going to get a little treats from us. You're going to get some treats from us. Yeah. This is literally the cutest. Th- First of all, that you were eight is wild. <laughs> um, I feel like 
I'm decrepit. Decrepit. Um, <laughs> um, also, the fact that your mom asked if Twilight was scary is very pure. So good. So good. I mean, also, too, like, if walking in, maybe, seeing that poster and, like, the title, being like, ooh, what is this? Like, That's what am so I real. bringing, you know, my, my son and his uh, middle school date and my, yeah. you know, other young child, too. Is this right. going to be good? I appreciate the maternal instinct. And also, like, Twilight is scary. But right. not for the reasons that, like, <laughs> a mom would think. No, no. It's, it's, it's scary just, like, in, really in hindsight. <laughs> and for right, so many exactly. other reasons. Yeah. I don't have anything funny to say. Just because no. I'm really touched. Yeah, um, it's very sweet. So, fuck you, first of all. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and I appreciate you sending that along. Because that is really pure yeah um and i hope that our discussions of the gay vampire school are <laughs> living up to what you yeah. were hoping for <laughs> I hope it suffices. yeah <laughs> speaking of which the last time that we were talking about gay vampire school um yes. <laughs> i i neglected my bad first of all mm. for not daring to think big and brave enough to <laughs> make a hereditary reference. Yeah. Um, because my brain shut out that movie yeah, for being totally too reasonable. traumatic. Yeah, absolutely fair. <laughs> because I have seen that movie exactly once. Yeah. I saw it in a screening with a whole bunch of like filmed film oh. journalists. All right, Flex. So many of the other people around us, because they were, like, film journalists, were, like, taking notes, and they were like, mm, this is so, like, intriguing. And I was holding popcorn, having a fucking panic attack for yeah. two hours, because I was like, this is too much. Yeah. I did not know what mm-hmm. was go. uh, I, hello? Yeah. And so, as soon as the movie ended, I, like, busted out of there, and just had a I had an anxiety attack on the street and I remember all of the journalists coming out being like wow that was just like so insightful and just like so interesting and I was just like can you shut the fuck up you're like Like, dry heaving outside (laughs) (laughs) can you just go literally I'm having a moment all right I'm I cannot deal with this right now no Anyways, the last time that we talked about Gay Vampire School, Christian set someone on fire. Super cool and casual. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like what you do when you have a crush on someone and they're being bullied. Yeah. And you just... Who among us have not done that? Yeah. (laughs) Right, exactly. Someone we're pining over. Yeah. You know, just like a super normal, casual stuff. Rose was sitting in her room and was like... I don't know about this meditation thing, but I'm going to just casually meditate and try to get into my girlfriend's brain. Yeah. Okay, cool. Trying to hack into the mainframe, you know. <laughs> right, it, exactly. You know? Um, so that's what you missed on Glee. Yeah. Why don't you take us into chapter nine? Chapter nine. All right. So we open with our girl, Rose, is in, in Lissa's brain. She's in there. She's 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 made it in. She was able to like count to 10 enough to, to calm the fuck down <laughs> on her own volition, which is great. Um, and we see that again, Lissa is hanging out with Christian Ozera, which, uh Oh, Rose is not like, because Christian is bad news from what we've seen so far. Also 
very recently set a dude on fire. <laughs> right, exactly. Like, hello. <laughs> yeah, a lot of red flags that Rose has been trying to put out. and Liz Isn't like, just, like, subjectively bad. No, no like, yeah, no, seems to have some evidence to that, you know? They're talking, and she's like, you shouldn't have done that. You know, that was really rude. You set a, a boy on fire. And he's like, I didn't actually burn him. Relax, okay? <laughs> I was controlling it. I just had the illusion and the flames were, like, controlled. It's fine. Don't worry about it. I did that. Yeah, did you, like, see any burns on him? Hello? Right, exactly. It's like, come on. I, I, I could have, you know, if I wanted to, <laughs> but I didn't, you know? So don't worry about it. And then they're just, like, having this sort of back and forth about the role of magic in this universe, right? And we get a little bit more backstory about how... And there's, like, a lot of tension to it. It's Yeah, it's quite tense. Um, but basically, it's, like, we get this backstory of how, like, magic, for the most part, is very peaceful in this new world, right? That you don't really use attack spells or offensive spells to do what you want. It is for... Or in, at least in Lissa's mind, it is something that is used for the greater good. And Christian's sure. like, fuck that. That is just the slop that you've been fed from the get-go and how everyone yes. just wants you to think you got to expand your brain a little bit more um because actually magic could be really fucking dope and powerful and they're just not letting us see our true potential here he's going full like conspiracy theory galaxy brain shit out here being like actually i could really do some shit and we could all do some shit if we wanted to that was the part that really like freaked my bean is yeah. that he said they used to not him necessarily, but that, like, the Maroi used to fight right alongside the Guardians. Right. They were, like, which besties Which makes sense combat, to me. You know? Yeah. Why would you just have one person be your bodyguard, especially if they are able to use magic? Right. Which, you know, it makes the sense. Guardians cannot. And it's just, like, and right. all of a sudden, you know, they just... You know, they were they retreated more and wanted to protect themselves and just let the guardians fucking eat shit out there, you know, and not have right, to worry exactly. about it, you know, which is like, seems a little rude, you know? Yeah. But then they like talk more about, you know, each other and their parents. And like Christian gets upset because she's like, well, oh, is this something you learned from like your parents? And he's like, you don't know anything about my parents. <laughs> <laughs> you don't yeah, know. Yeah, he got very... Um... It reminded me, I I know I keep saying this, but it's, like, the main comparison that I have. Mm-hmm. He got very, um, like, hairy on yeah. that of, like, you don't know anything about my dead parents. Yeah, you don't know <laughs> like, me and my dead parents. <laughs> Everyone's talking about them, but you don't know. And then she, like, yeah. as a very nice, like, respecting, understanding person, is like, oh, yeah, you're right. I totally don't. I just made assumptions because people gossip. And, like, that's it. And he's like, oh. Interesting. I was not expecting that reaction. <laughs> hmm. Weird that you got respectful about that. Weird that hmm. you have empathy. I am not sure what that is. And <laughs> I am confused, but I will sit on that feeling for a moment. <laughs> and then yeah. we get to him calling her out about using compulsion. Okay, I loved this. It's so good. It's so good. Because for the most part, like... Liz has definitely had, like, a very strained relationship with magic and her calling, right? Like, we know she has right. some sort of affinity for animals, but is not, like, any sort of, you know, earthly alignments, like the signs, the fire, like, the elemental signs that most everyone else has some sort of connection to at this point. And she feels a little bit, like, not as developed, which is hard. Oh, yeah, because of her puberty thing. Because of her puberty. Um, her, her, her vampire puberty. <laughs> right. But... but she does know how to do this whole compulsion thing, which is basically her just kind of 
letting anyone like allowing herself to do whatever she, she dazzles wants. people she dazzles yes she does a little a little edward dazzling moment and she's like and christian picks up on it and he's like oh i've been watching you no big deal um <laughs> and i have been i had a theory like I had a hunch that you were doing that because you kind of just can do whatever you want um but i just paid more attention you definitely are you know using magic in that way and she's like i don't know what you're talking about bud i've never <laughs> done that i'm i'm a good girl you know? And it makes me wonder too, because the stuff that Christian is saying to her mm-hmm. for the most part feels incredibly obvious. Right. Of like, you are, um, about Lissa feeding off of Rose mm-hmm. of, um, her using compulsion. Cause the examples that he pulls from, um, we haven't necessarily seen as the reader, but they feel like, if you were just one of her classmates, they'd have been pretty obvious. Right, because she, like, um, asks for, like, extensions on tests or, like, you know, things that would just be, like... And she she defends it to be, like, hey, maybe I'm just really good at convincing people. He's like, no, yeah. <laughs> there's clearly, like, a haze going on here. Um, of and if people, you were you know. anyone else, because it seems like this isn't necessarily a huge academy, right? right? Yeah. But um, if you were anyone in their grade, Mm -hmm. you would probably notice, especially because the fact that she is a a Maroi, but she's also a royal, and she just came back. Yeah. Right? And And it's like on thin ice, you know? It's not getting like the nice special treatment, you know? Um, She just had that fox thing happen to her. Like, it seems like, from Rose's perspective anyways, everyone is noticing Lissa, like, all the time. Right. And so... He seems to be picking up on stuff that I would assume, anyways, that mm-hmm. most people would be noticing. Yeah, which makes her also start like to... attuned to magic and the magical. World. Yeah, like, that's part of your upbringing, right? Like, and it makes like me start to wonder that if she is whether she's doing it on purpose or not, um, using her compulsion to almost in the way that I think um, Jasper did in Twilight, like. Um, using her compulsion almost as like a defensive tactic. Yeah, so that for people sure. don't notice her. Yeah, staying as under the radar, you know, as possible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, like she wasn't doing it to either wasn't doing it to Christian, or Christian is like averted, or like um, it doesn't work on him for some reason. Yeah, because of the fact that he's picking this stuff up because it just seems so obvious. So I, yeah, this part was super interesting to read. Yeah, it was interesting too, that perspective too, because Lissa definitely sees it as, like you said, a defensive thing. Whereas Christian, mm-hmm. obviously coming from his point of view, is like, oh, that's an offensive tool. Like you are using this to like get what you totally. want or do what you think, or like you can use it for evil, like all these things. And she's like, I pff, never even considered that. <laughs> yeah. And meanwhile, Rose in her brain is like, obviously this is something you could use for evil. Come on, man. Like we could have so much fun with this and probably did. Yeah. You know? Um, and there's just that weird, like, good and evil dichotomy situation going on there. And then Christian's like, and she's like, well, were you going to turn me in? He's like, no, I think it's hot. I'm, <laughs> I'm just going to let you vibe. <laughs> like, it's cool. Do your thing. I, I, As you can see, I do fucking shit all the time. <laughs> and I think he also noticed that it was in a, he assumes anyways that it's an offensive thing mm-hmm. because of the fact that it's, 
something that she can do not just to Maroy, but to Mm -hmm. Hampires and humans. Yeah. And apparently that's not the norm. Yeah, that's not common. As well. Yeah, seems to be. Mm -hmm. So apparently it's, she can dazzle like everything. Yeah. And that's not normal. Right. (laughs) So weird. Then we get like a little bit of, of things being like, oh, people think you did the fox thing. And she's like, fuck off. <laughs> Man. <laughs> Eat shit. I think that was actually still Christian in and uh, Lissa talking. And oh, Lissa yeah. was saying that right. Christian yes. did the fox thing. Right. Because that's when he was like, Rar, you don't want to see what I will do. Right, to what the I'm capable who of. Did the fox thing. <laughs> yeah. Right, right, right. It was like yes. kind of creepy. <laughs> yeah. It's like, all right. And then Rose just, like, snaps out. It's like, I'm going to fucking disassociate on my bed for an hour. <laughs> that was a lot oh, to yeah. process. That was when, like, they flirted a little bit. Because yes. when Christian said that, Lissa was like, hmm, okay. Mm. Interesting. Can't know all my secrets. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Fuck around and find out, Christian. <laughs> yeah. And Rose was like, what do you mean? Like, yeah. I, it's like, I'm um, out of here. I'm plugging. <laughs> what do you mean? I thought that I, I was the only one... What do you mean? Um, and then just like gets out of Lisa's <laughs> head and gets like really pissed. <laughs> yeah, she gets so like defensive about their whole interaction too, which is just like fruity. Yeah, and like instead of um, you know communicating that, you know she just spends the rest of her night brooding and then you know has to process that by you know, going and, you know, making out with Jesse. It's super normal Listen, stuff. Listen, girl's trying to process in the best way she can and doing an old-fashioned <laughs> rebound in the most, like, least sexy place oh to hook up with. It is, like, the... It has such, like, a dark backstory, which is, like, where the Guardians would just, like, hang around and, like, they're, like, little dormitories, like, their corridors, right? Uh, but since there's so few guardians left, and because they all died in battle or whatever, <laughs> they're just always <laughs> empty. And so Rose is like, "That's hot. That's where I'm gonna bring my man yeah, Jesse and do a little smooching." Yeah, we're just gonna like keep our underwear on and stuff, but we're yeah. just gonna like fuck around a little just bit. Do a little smooching, but we get a little um, bit of <laughs> Rose's. <laughs> Uh, kinks, perhaps. <laughs> yeah, it's um. Because Rose Jess- is not subtle. Rose is not subtle, and Jesse is a Maroi, and so he like is kissing her neck and like grazing it, and she gets very excited by that because she's like, <laughs> "Hello, that I know I said before that's bad, but I do like it. I don't want to deny that I like that." Um, and then he's like, wait, do you want me to do it? Because I, I can. And she's like, no, 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 just for presses. No, 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 don't. No, she's like, I don't, um, first of all, we're not having sex. And he's yeah. like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. Right, Whatever. Right, 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 yeah. But I can take some blood from you. And she's like, um, I would love, th- wait, no, like, no. I don't know what gave you that idea. <laughs> because I definitely don't want that. For sure. Do not. No, I don't. I, I know that I acted excited when you were by my neck, but, like, I don't want that, yeah. though. And that's where we kind of, where Jessie Lee starts to unpack the fact that, obviously, she has had a taste for this before with Lissa, and that's yeah. the only reasonable way for Lissa to have, you know, had blood for the whole time there. And he's like, you are, you're a dirty girl. Like, you, you this is something, you know, you, you have experience with and you like. Right. Interesting. Which is a problem because the only reason why Rose brought Jesse around is because he has a big mouth. Right. 
Yeah. And because she brought him around to spread the rumor about Mia. Yes. Right. I mean, it's not necessarily a rumor. It's the truth. Right. About her not being um, royal. Right. Scandal. But she did that specifically, like, because the fact that he can't keep anything to himself. Right. And so the fact that, like, he now knows this, it's like, fuck. Like, it's like <laughs> I wanted to give you other people's gossip, not my gossip. Not mine. Oh, right. Man, you're too good at this. <laughs> and so that is the problem. The unfortunate bit, and I, I think it's probably for the best that he had this little bit of knowledge, but then does not really get to keep it in his brain very long, mm-hmm. um, is we do get to see Dimitri in his most, I think it's his most powerful, I, from what we've seen so far. Yeah, anyways. totally. He like busts in and is like, hey, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Get away. Um, and that's... I, this is where it seems like, anyways, um, I think Rose says, like, this is why Mason has called Dimitri a god before. Right. Which is interesting. Because, like... <laughs> Rose met Dimitri initially when he was, like, sent to get Lissa and Rose yeah. back to the Academy. Right. And she wasn't real. I mean, she was impressed, right? Like, yeah. she was like, oh, that guy's hot. Right. Uh, interesting. <laughs> but, yeah. like, this is the first time when she's like, oh, like, inter- he's, he's, like, like intimidating. Very scary and powerful. Sure. <laughs> Got it. Okay. Got it. Interesting. Yeah, and meanwhile, like, Jesse's just, like, crying in a corner. Like, I'm sorry, I'll leave, I'll leave. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'll go. Um, and then and we Lynn... get this, like, little little glimmer into what could be potential attraction between the two. Both heavily repressed. Oh, my God. This um, was so weird. Very weird, because... Uh, you know, Rose is like half naked. She's wearing jeans and like a bra or whatever. And also has a weird a aside. A black bra. Has this weird aside about how <laughs> no one looks as good as her in a bra or not as many people can look as good as her in a bra. Fuck which yeah, I Rose. Thought was go like, off. Yeah, go off. But I was also like, that's a very interesting <laughs> like note that you've taken in your own head that you've noticed. Interesting. <laughs> you know, like normal people do. And she kind of like goes into her own self for a little bit and being like, is this hot? Like, is Dimitri, does he think I'm hot? Do I think he's hot? Like, I don't know what's going on. I have so many (laughs) things going on in my brain right now. I'm not probably processing any of these in the right ways. And she just goes to like, all right, well, I'm just going to banjo it up with comedy and be like, hey, see anything you like, bud? (laughs) And then he's like, put your fucking shirt on, man. Like, (laughs) I don't want to do any, shut up. I'm just trying to take you back to your dorm. Uh, Yeah, I thought that was hilarious that she's, it finally takes her a second to process, and then she's like, "So, um, anyway, you like this? You like jazz? And he's like, Fuck!" <laughs> <laughs> he's just like, "Fuck off! Can yeah. you go? I'm just trying to do my job. Can we do this as quickly as possible and get you out of here? Jesus Christ!" But she also like <sighs> has an internal like when she's in her like in herself moment or whatever. She's like, you know, if it wasn't Dimitri, I would think that he was looking at me in a sexy way. But it's Dimitri, yeah. so there's no way that could be the case. And it's like, all right, we'll see about that. All right. We'll see about that. Yeah, interesting. Hmm. Um, I do also love, just as an aside, that Rochelle made it very clear here um, to misspell the USSR uh, when Rose said it. Yeah. <sighs> For why she keeps I, calling him comrade, which is so funny. Yes. It's so funny. 
Because he and hates it. He's like, don't it. call me that. Don't, <laughs> do not call me a comrade. <laughs> he hates it. And I love it. I love it. Yeah, I think it's very it's cute. Very good. It's also really sad when he finds, like, he opens up just, like, half a percent. Mm-hmm. And we find out who the person that he was supposed to be taking care of died. And it was Jesse's uh, brother. Yeah. Which makes that whole situation just, like, rough. Yeah. But it's also, this is already, like, rough on, like, a couple of different levels. One, because of that, right? So, like, we've got repression on his side. And then also, any semblance of, like, hmm, Dimitri might have thought that I was just, like, hot a second ago. In my black bra, yeah. um, <laughs> was is like immediately gone mm-hmm. when he <laughs> his way of like I need to get rid of my vulnerability, so I'm going to tell Rose that she needs to get her shit together, yeah. um, and say that like I hear the stories that guys tell about you, right? And Rose interprets that as like him calling her a slut oh you think i'm tainted huh (laughs) that's what this is huh (laughs) and so it's just like both of them refusing Mm -hmm. to acknowledge that like they felt vulnerable in this situation and so they're just going to bash heads yeah and it's rough to watch but at least you know inspires a good conversation between them to be like hey if you really want to learn how to fight like you're gonna be 17 soon and you're gonna have to like really take care of Lissa, and like you're not gonna have anyone else to help you. So if you want to fucking learn to fight, you can't just like fuck around like this and like not be where you're supposed to be and not do your trainings and like whatever. Like we gotta be in this together. And she's like, "All right, let's do it." Yes. Finally, though, it's not just like finally run away <laughs> school, you know? <laughs> right. Yes. I think that chapter ten is. We finally get a little bit more backstory that I feel like was necessary and missing from last week. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we get a little bit more context on the whole crow situation. Yes! Which is nice and necessary. Um, But we also get a lot more of school hijinks. There's definitely some school hijinks. Yes. School hijinks and the fact that literally Lissa and Rose are passing notes in class. With no fucks given. Like, no fucks given. Both like, of these two are a mess. They are on the thinnest ice they could be at the school. And they're like, eh, who needs to learn? You know? We can- <laughs> yeah, it's been a couple of weeks. Like, we should be fine. No yeah. one will be paying attention to us anymore. Right. At this point, we're good. We're good. We're good. And um, essentially, they get called out by Mr. Nagy? Nagy? Yeah, I can't tell if it's Nagy or, Nagy? like, Nagy. Who knows? Um, Literally, theatrically, reads aloud. <laughs> Every point of the note, which is essentially Rose just recounting uh, her night with Jesse. Yes. But like in 4K, being exposed in 4K to the entire yeah. <laughs> class. I do appreciate the theatrics of this teacher of yes. being like, you know what? Um, <laughs> fuck it. Fuck yeah. whatever we were supposed to be doing in yeah. this class. Let's this is just a much more let- important lesson. <laughs> Yeah, let's just uh, shame these students and get them caught up on all the rumors right now rather than them having side conversations for the rest of class. Yeah, honestly, (laughs) fair enough. Because honestly, if one of my teachers in high school had said bitched, (laughs) 
I would have been, I would have been listening yeah, the whole like, time. Okay. So now I'm caught up. Right. I'm, I'm listening. I'm paying attention to class now. Yeah. And then as a result, Lissa gets, because uh, Rose has every form of detention and house arrest possible. They're like, oh, Lissa, you do double detention because That's so we, fucked up. we can't punish Rose any more than we already are. And it's not doing anything. That's such a bummer. Rip. Honestly. Rip Lissa. Rip Lissa. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, that is rough. So I was, it's very interesting because they like leave class and Lissa's is like, I, you gotta go, bros. I gotta clean desks for the rest of my life. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and as Rose is like leaving the, like walking through the quad, this is when she like goes into this uh, memory from, it seems like, Two years, I mean, obviously two years ago. Yeah. This is the wildest memory. It's fully... From the Crow incident. Um, This memory, similar to like last week, talks about like dead animals. Yeah. So I want to skip a little bit. Uh, Like plot twist, it's not dead forever, but like, you know, just know that. Yeah. It's not as bad as the fox thing, I will tell you that. Yeah, for sure. In a very 2006... <laughs> moment um i did love the peach schnapps situation the, the, not even just the, the schnapps are enough on their own but she traded a pair of rhinestone studded sandals Ugh. for a bottle of peach schnapps which i, think I can is see them text <laughs> i can see them like yes, in like, my mind yes they are here in 3d <laughs> yes um you know, you, as Rose said, like you, you did what you had to do in yeah. Montana to right. get Absolutely. to get alcohol. Yeah. Um, um, and they're talking about while they're they're gabbing and drinking their schnapps. Um, Rose's like, so Aaron, what's up with this guy? Um, yeah. Who apparently Lissa had lost her virginity to, which you know, kind of hurt Rose's pride a little bit. But also, she wanted to know all the, all the details, so she was like, "I'm gonna drink all this schnapps and <laughs> right and lay it down." Um, but they're also because it's schnapps; it's not a lot of alcohol at all. It's mostly no. juice. It's just it's nothing. It's all sugar, you know. So they're really just yes. vibing, you know. Um, but then they see, or they hear at least, um, an animal. Um, yeah, they like, think it's like a, well, anyway, cause because it's in Montana, they're like, you know, the words on the academy keep out big stuff. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that there's not like Montana animals, like bears right. and cougars and yeah. stuff. So they're like, it could be anything. And they're like, all right, you know, we've been playing hooky. Let's go back. Um, and then they see their teacher, Miss Carp, who is like, yes. oh, you all decided to do a field day, huh? And they're like, oh, we weren't the only ones that <laughs> skipped class. Because yeah. apparently like half the class ditched that day. Yeah. It was like the weather. They were all just like, yeah, fuck it. Fuck this class. <laughs> we're all just going to vibe in the quad and, right. you know, have our little vibes. Um, and they notice that she has ha- like marks on her forehead. Mm-hmm. Um it seems like more and more lately, Rose has noticed that, like, Carp has had marks. Right. Yeah. All over her. There's something going on there. Right. Um, and then they come across uh, this very scary scene in which there's this huge raven just, like, out in the middle. Looks like it's dying. Um, yes. 
and could be dead at this point from what they are looking at. Um, and they're just like, what the fuck is this? And then for some reason, Lissa's like, hold on, let me just touch it. <laughs> what if I just, For you know, whatever reason, she's just like, yeah, I, no, don't worry about it. Like, I got, I got this. this. I feel a kinship to this bird. <laughs> I will touch it. Um, Which, first of all, yeah. in what world? No way. No shot. If any, no, I do not, I have never related less to a character in any text. This is literally your worst nightmare. Then, and I've trusted Lissa so far in the past 130 pages. Right. And in this moment, I'm like, "Mm, this bitch gotta go. Like, I don't trust this vibe at all. Yeah. The fact that she was like, "Mm, I'm gonna just touch it. It's like, this bird is dying. Let it be. Yeah. Anyways. Um, um, but turns out, with the beautiful touch of Lissa, the embrace, the raven just comes back. And it's moving. And flapping its wings. And it just, like, it gives Lissa a little look. And then it just flies away. And everyone's like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> and Miss Carp grabs Lissa. Yeah. And starts, like looking at her he's like who are you and <laughs> <laughs> who are you what devil's work is inside like, of you <laughs> and looks at her and is like i need you to listen to me and promise me you cannot tell anyone yeah don't both tell us so like nothing happened here yeah you know like normal things that a teacher says that you right. would trust right yeah, like totally. promise me that you won't talk about whatever happened I want you to, hey, this is me from the podcast Into Twilight. If an adult, especially a teacher, ever says those words to you, I want you to go to the nearest trusted adult and tell them exactly the opposite. Of yes. That. Like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> absolutely. That's some good advice from Into the Twilight. Don't trust. <laughs> don't. Shit don't like this. listen to that. No. Because um, teachers are not supposed to say that shit to you. Um, but anyways, of course, Lissa's like, uh, okay, (laughs) whatever. (laughs) Because the fact that Carp, which creepy again, because apparently Carp only speaks in fucking riddles is like, if you do say something, they'll find out, Mm -hmm. they'll try to find you. You can't let her do it. Not ever again. Okay. (laughs) Riddles. What? Right. Great. That seems like not a lot of important information. Yeah. And then, like, Rose just snaps out of the memory. Yeah. All right, Rochelle, you bridge troll. What is this? (laughs) Riddles three. (laughs) (laughs) Like, what the fuck? Anyways, so, you know, that apparently isn't important. I guess that that's it. Um, And then now Rose just has a little chat with Mason once she gets snapped out of this vision. Oh, yeah. And being Mason. Hey, you know, what's up? <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, I went to the library. I love you, by the way. Uh, <clears throat> anyway. Anyways. Um, nothing, but like, cool with Jesse, I guess. Super sick. <laughs> yeah. Glad that you um, let him touch your boobs or whatever. Yeah. She's like, what are you, jealous? And he's like, uh, uh <laughs> whatever. Uh, no, let me tell you the difference between primary and secondary sources. Uh, yeah, exactly. They're like, listen, if you want to figure this shit out, like I'm trying to like help you out I'm, I'm your boy you know trying to help you out you gotta figure out books from the period of this which written in order to get a real picture of what you're trying to look for here right 
And she's like, all right, smarty pants, fuck, all right, shit. <laughs> I guess I can do that, you know? Yeah. Nerd. Yeah. Mason, you nerd. <laughs> but that's where it leaves off. Yeah. And then she's like, sorry, I I don't feel a, a damn thing about Mason. <laughs> yeah. Besides him being my Which, little bitch boy, my academic bitch boy. <laughs> yeah, who does all my research for me. Yeah. Strictly that relationship. <laughs> right. So that's where we are. Uh, next week, we will be looking at chapters 11 and 12. Hell yeah. As we continue to find out what in the world is the big bad for this book. Because it's something, but we don't know what it is. I guess we'll find out. <laughs> so I guess we'll find out. Um, we have some fantastic patrons to Fuck thank. Yeah. Would you like to go first? Yes. Shout out to Mallory Hardwick. Pew, 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 pew. Thank you to Katie Black. Pew, 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 pew. Pew, pew, pew. Thank you to Kylie Minty. Pew, 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 pew. Thank you to Alex Dornan. Woo! Wow, wow, wow. Shout out Carrie Goldberg. Pew, 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 pew. Thank you to Mickey Meyer. Pew, 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 pew. Thank you, Rebecca Cullen. Wow, wow, wow. Thank you to Mulch Gray. Mulch. Mulch. Thank you to Taylor Brown Town Lautner. Hell yeah. Uh. Thank you to Jasmine Anastasia. Woo, 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 woo. Thank wow, you to wow, Bailey wow. Christian. Wow, 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 wow. Thank you to Cassandra Bomer. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah. Wow, wow, wow. Thank you to Kristen Strider. Wow, 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 wow. Uh. Thank you to Julia Stewart. Thank you to Megan Pattinson. Wow, 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 wow. Yes, yes. Thank you to Cassandra O'Shea. Ooh, yeah. Thank you to Rachel Seeker. Ooh, ooh. Thank you to Ashley Dragomir. Ooh, yes. Ooh. Shout out Maddie Facinelli. Ooh! Mm, mm. Thank you to Genevieve Morgan. Boing, boing, boing. Shout out Kelly Beck, our mom, your mom, the mom. Ooh! Ooh. Thank you to Sophia Salinger. Ooh, yeah! Shout out India Peach. Ooh! Thank you to Laura Forty. Boing, 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 boing. And thank you to Abby Penn. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. So I have a fan fiction for yes. you this week. It was sent in and written by Taylor Browntown Lawner. Absolute icon themselves. <laughs> um, in the email that Taylor sent, it says, this is dedicated to Cody. Yes. <laughs> I did also... Badger Taylor for this. So. <laughs> it was more of a um, request. Uh, the email says, I co-wrote a Twilight fanfic in 2010 where the Cullens go to therapy and obviously had to digit up. Nice. Uh, the title is Cullen Therapy. The description is Carlisle fed up with his kids' behavior, forces them to go to couples counseling due to all the useless fighting that's been going on in the house. 
Will they be able to hide their secret and fix their relationships as well? The context is that Carlisle came home from work and he's pissed that the house is destroyed because everyone was fighting. Um, this is an excerpt that's from chapter two, which is called The Fateful Idea. Incredible. And this is in Edward's point of view. We'd all met up in Emmett and Rosalie's room to think of a plan, and so far things weren't going well. Every idea seemed even more ridiculous and unbelievable than the one before. Alice suggested shopping to relieve the stress, and Rosalie suggested the couples be separated for a while. We all scoffed at the idea, as if I would be without my Bella for, <laughs> for any period of time. However, the worst one came when Emmett opened his mouth. Hey, what about couples therapy? Remember that TV show we used to make fun of? Uh, what was it called? Oh yeah, couples counseling. We all turned to Emmett in shock and he cracked when he saw our expressions. Chill out guys, I was kidding. Oh, why not? I hear it's a pretty good idea actually. We all turned to face a smiling Carlisle in the doorway. Whoa, I didn't even hear him approach. I must've been too absorbed in our discussion. Oh, crap. He's currently reciting the alphabet in Russian in his head. This can't be good. Judging from the expression on his face, I think everyone could tell what was about to happen, and none of us were pleased about it. You can all go to couples counseling. What a wonderful idea, Emmett. Thank you. We all stared at him in horror as Emmett got on his knees before Carlisle begging. Oh, please, please don't make us go. It was just an idea, really. I was joking. Carlisle, we spend every day making fun of that show. <laughs> at this, Carlisle looked amused. Fine, I won't make you participants on the show, but I will hook you up with a certain psychologist I met when I was in Italy for the International Doctors' Convention. She's great, and I'm sure you will all love her. Now, no more complaining. I want all of your bags packed and ready to go by tomorrow morning. With this, he left, walking down the hallway, chuckling to himself. Something in his expression told me he knew more than he was saying, but he was now reciting the Greek alphabet, leaving me helpless end scene. Wow. The idea of them going to couples counseling is haunting so to scary. me. The scariest thing I could ever imagine. Taylor, you uh, are a genius. Yes. And also, I'm so scared of your powers. <laughs> and yes, you um, you also terrify me. So <laughs> I, um, I trust that you crafted something beautiful. Yes, there. absolutely. So thank you all. For being here. Yes. Um, please don't set people on fire. No. So Don't be a Christian Ozera. <laughs> don't be, hey, don't be, don't be a Christian Ozera and also don't be a Christian Grey. Yes. Don't be, yeah. <laughs> we got some bad Christians up in this podcast. <laughs> don't, you know what? As a general rule, don't be a bad Christian. Okay. Just don't. <laughs> and we end this recording with a prayer. <laughs> And I mean that however you want to interpret Yeah, that. take it as, as your own, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Before we blow up our microphones, um, <laughs> and, we, and we place our order for the next one. As we say here in the Pacific Northwest. Get bit. And get whipped. Ooh. Ooh.
Into the Twilight is an Earbud Media production. You can follow us on Twitter at Into the Twilight or on TikTok at Into the Twilight Show. You can find me at Cody Corral on Twitter and Allie at Alexandria Does. And you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash into the twilight. We have merch, so much stuff. All those links are in the episode description. And make sure to rate and review us on your favorite podcast hosting platform. It really helps the show. Thanks. Bye. You've been listening to Earbud Media Production. Earbud Media, audio for everyone.